Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hi, folks. You're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 232 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on October the 5th, 2021. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. Oh, man, so much to get to today. We don't even have time for witty banter. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So, pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. All right, well, it has been a week. It has it has been quite the week. It has been a um, 50th anniversary week. Yep. And, uh, you know, I was there. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. We're going to go over it in our e-ticket attraction but uh yeah it was a lot dude it was a lot okay okay uh, lots better than not enough yeah no it was i mean i'm not saying it was a lot in like a bad way i'm just saying like it was just so much there's just so much to talk about it with awesome i like hearing that yeah yeah uh but first we got a lot of news this week so we're gonna head to the news uh brought to you by our good friend dave weikert of magical travel who will plan your disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you you can always find dave at disney dave w at verizon.net uh i actually had breakfast with dave weikert on sunday yeah we went over to go yeah we went over to steakhouse 71 it was great i had um i had this thing it was called it was called waltz prime rib hash no, I don't mean the food. I mean, how'd it go between you and Dave? Everything went good? Oh, Dave and I always have a great time. Okay, good. I've known Dave for uh, probably 12 years at this point. Yeah, 12 years. I met Dave in, in around, no, probably 13, because I met Dave in 2008. He booked my 2009 trip, and we did it for like a, a year in advance. Um, right. Okay, so, um, yeah, the, the prime rib hash, that was good. It was like little chunks of prime rib with like potatoes, um, onion and pepper, and then a fried egg on top of it. I like this. This he went for uh, dinner as well with a bunch of other travel agents and said he really liked it. So I'm sure he'll nice. give us a full review when we have him on the show. Hopefully next week. Um, all right, worldwide news. We have special food and beverage options for the 50th. Ready to go through these? I hear there's a lot of them. Yeah, we're, uh, we'll probably skip around a little bit, but because there's a lot of things. Right. So Anti Gravity's Goodies has the Uncle Orville Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow Sunday. Chocolate and vanilla soft serve brownie pieces, hot fudge, and whipped cream <laughs> topped with red, white, and blue sprinkles served in a bathtub. <laughs> you just think Uncle Orville's on the toilet and they're giving you brownie pieces and hot fudge. <laughs> That's, I wonder if that was intentional. This is like the Uncle Orville poop Sunday. Whoops. <laughs> oh, Uncle Orville. No privacy at all in this place. Be Our Guest has the Squid's Revenge Drink which is a Michelada with a salted rim and garnished with charred octopus and cucumber. Okay. Casey's Corner has the pressed penny silk pie, which is a chocolate tart shell, silky chocolate filling, sweet whipped cream, and a chocolate pressed penny. There's also the 50th Celebration Hot Dog, which is an all-beef hot dog topped with strawberry bacon jam, crisp funnel cake pieces, and powdered sugar. That's interesting. Cinderella's Royal Table has a 50th Celebration Flight and the Happy Haunts Milkshake, 
Mission to Mars Burger, which is a in, uh, hold on. Cinderella's worked together. Happy Haunts Milkshake, Mission to Mars Burger, a plate from the Crystal Palace, and the Toad Burger. That's interesting. It looks like a frog. It's got like a okay. Columbia Harbor House has the Happy Haunts Milkshake, which is a blackberry milkshake topped with a purple chocolate glazed donut covered with black sprinkles. That sounds pretty cool. Looks pre- It okay. looks interesting. Cosmic Rays has the Mission to Mars, which is a burger topped with bacon and macaroni and cheese served on a bun dusted with crushed cheese-flavored puffs. It's like Cheetos. Crystal Palace has Walt's favorites on the buffet, chicken fried steak, New York strip steak, pork chops, and more. Friar's Nook has the Toad Burger, which is a bratwurst burger served on a bun with lettuce, tomato, pickle, and American cheese. And they have Veranda Fried Rice, Dumbo Churros, the Banana Boom Split, and Cheers to 50 Years Sunday. Which we're, I guess we're, I, guess, I don't know. This is this is weird. It's like listing the things and then like, but they're at other places. I don't know. The Jungle Navigation Company has the Veranda Fried Rice, which is spicy chili garlic shrimp served over pork fried rice with eggs and peas from the original Veranda restaurant menu, which was in that area originally. Right. Uh, well, I think all the things are based on like locales. Like if you yeah. look at like um, Be Our Guest, they have a bunch of 20,000 leagues under the sea stuff. Yes. I think it's with a, where the giant squid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the outdoor kiosks have the Dumbo churros, which are churros rolled in peanut dust and served with chocolate dipping sauce and a Dumbo themed churro bag. Also has the Royal 50th Churro, which is churros rolled in a strawberry sugar drizzled with marshmallow cream and shimmer sprinkles served with a chocolate dipping sauce. I, I, I see what the thing the issue I was having was. It was telling me the names of things, and I thought it was for those restaurants, but it wasn't. All right. The Plaza Ice Cream Parlor has the Banana Boom, which is a traditional banana split top with popping candy and candy shooting stars. The Plaza Restaurant has Cheers to 50 Years, chocolate and vanilla ice cream, brownies, cupcakes, cookie crumbles, pretzel rods, and hot fudge topped with whipped cream, iridescent sugar, and a Mickey pretzel drizzled with caramel and chocolate icing. That serves four to six people. Forty-six people? Four to six people. The Storybook Treats has the Hi-Ho Sunday, which is chocolate soft-serve hot fudge, graham cracker pieces, chocolate gems, and whipped cream. Tony's Town Square has the Five Alarm Wings. Uh, they're tossed in a sweet and spicy heat and serve with ranch dressing, so they're just basically buffalo wings. And um, a hand-dipped, there's also a hand-dipped 50th Celebration Mickey Premium Bar and 50th Celebration Chocolate Gâteau, apparently. Uh, and there's a bunch of play. You know what? I'm not gonna. I don't think we can go through all these. We did Magic Kingdom. I think that's enough. Uh, a couple other things I wanted to point out, though. There's a. <laughs> I literally just audibly heard you burnt out on that. Yeah. No, because there's so much. You were you were about to start, and you were just like, no. I was about to start all the Animal Kingdom stuff, and I'm like, oh, maybe we'll do this as an e-ticket attraction another day. I read. I listen. I read most of these things. There's a lot. So much, dude. So so much. Uh, there's a cronut apparently. Which is great. I mean, who doesn't love choices? But woof. I'm all I'm all about the cronut. You know that. I've missed it. You know. Um all right. Um I'm trying to see if there's anything like particularly like really good that I can point out without like going through everything. I mean, we're talking the resorts have stuff, dude. Springs, all the parks. I mean, there is a lot of stuff happening for the 50th yep. did you see these mickey's premium ice cream bars in like the new packaging yeah so the only difference for the 50th is the packaging obviously right i believe so yes there is a 50th right. that's like dipped but i don't think i think that's at like tony's town square or something like that okay magic band plus has been announced did you see this 
I did. Every time they add a plus to the end of something. Ever since Disney Plus, I haven't liked any of the the plus stuff. Uh, but this well, pretty actually, soon. I mean, are we eventually going to get plus plus? Yeah, uh, you might have to because they're going to have to charge you more. Disney has announced that the Magic Band Plus, the next generation of Magic Band, um, was uh, will be debuting in the park soon. The, this next generation Magic Band Plus will retain the features of the original and add new functionality to unlock ex- experiential moments of magic throughout Walt Disney World theme parks and resorts. It, will also be the first Magic Band to be rechargeable and will come supplied with a charging cable. Pricing will be higher than the current Magic Bands and will depend on the style and addition. No pricing is yet available. I'm hearing rumblings of $50 for these. You know, I mean, I want cool. one. I want one. I, th- I think they look neat. I don't know if I care enough. I want I one, stuff, and I feel like but... this is going to be one of those crazy things that people rush to get. Maybe. I hope not. I mean, if Disney was smart, they would make the first rollout kind of hard to get because it would secure like for real sales for yeah. the second rollout. Yes. After so. a guest enters a theme park, Magic Band Plus will come alive at various times with color changing lights, haptic vibrations and gesture recognition, enhancing the environment's immersive storytelling. The wearable will allow guests to engage with favorite Disney moments in new ways and discover new interactive experiences, including play like a bounty hunter in a galaxy far, far away and find virtual bounties throughout Black Spire Outpost in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios. I wonder what that's going to be like. Do you think it, it, Do you think it's like, you know, like on the Men in Black ride at Universal, like you go through the x-ray machine and you see that the other cars, like all aliens and you have to shoot yep. them? Like, do you think like your magic band will just tell you that random other guests are like bounties and you have to like 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 tackle them probably definitely not probably definitely not uh that would be amazing (laughs) (laughs) interact with the disney fab 50 character collection the golden sculptures that are spread throughout walt disney world theme parks now interact with them with the magic band do you think they move in what way like they're saying that the magic band can interact with the with the fab 50 do you think like if you go to like the like, no. There's, this, do I think the statues move? Yeah. Absolutely not. Do you think there's functionality we didn't know about? Like almost like no. the... Um... No, I think any functionality would be sound or lights. Okay. It's not going to be the statue moving. Experience nighttime spectaculars in a new way as they see their as you see their your band light up and complement the magic in the skies, including the new Harmonious at Epcot and Disney's Enchantment at Magic Kingdom Park. More details about Magic Band Plus and its capabilities will be revealed in the future. The wearable will be available for purchase beginning next year. Magic Band Plus will be available at a discounted pre-arrival price for Disney Resort hotel guests, as well as new and renewing Walt Disney World annual pass holders. Current Magic Bands will continue to be available as well, along with the complimentary Disney Magic mobile service that extends Magic Band features, such as park entrance and room entrance to smart devices. They have lit the monorails for the 50th. Saw this. Yeah, all new glowing lighting effect for the world's most magical celebration. Each monorail has been equipped with underside lighting matching the train's color. The lighting effect will remain throughout the 18-month 50th anniversary celebration of Walt Disney World. Disney has partnered up with Southwest Airlines... Uh, to kick Kevin Smith off all future planes. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) The uh, Southwest Airlines and Walt Disney World have unveiled a special co-branded commemorative aircraft honoring the 50 50 years of each company. The Boeing 737-700 features 50th anniversary logos of both Southwest Airlines and Walt Disney World Resort and is emblazoned with a unique iridescent treatment created by Walt Disney World Resort, especially for its milestone celebration. 
Uh, quote, for 50 years, Southwest has connected our customers to the people and places that matter most, except for Kevin Smith, who we kicked off a plane for being too fat. Uh, whether a customer is flying to visit relatives in another state, close a business deal with a client, or experience a family vacation, we are honored to be a part of those memories, said Brandy King, Director of Public Relations at Southwest Airlines, celebrating 50 years of making memories during our shared milestone anniversary. Mickey and Mouse and Minnie Mouse join the event to celebrate the collaboration and send the aircraft into service with its first stop at Orlando International Airport. Did you see this plane? It looks amazing. It does. It looks really cool. Could you imagine flying to Disney on this plane? Sure. With like all like the logos on the windows and the oh my goodness. I don't know that that would be a reason why I'd have to get on that plane, but I know what you're saying. It would really enhance the experience. Like the magic starts at the airport, mm, like the airport okay. that you leave at. Yeah. Not even just Orlando Airport. Yeah, you might be right. This special promotional aircraft also brings Walt Disney World magic to the interior as overhead bins and window shades sparkle with beloved Disney characters on the iridescent treatment. The aircraft will fly around the Southwest system throughout March of tw- through March of 2022. Fans can track the aircraft tail number N954WN and share photos using Southwest 50, hashtag Southwest 50 and hashtag uh, Disney World 50. Amazon and Delivery are going to launch the Hey Disney Virtual Voice Assistant. I saw this too. Yeah, this is interesting. It's going to be a new kind of voice assistant that will work alongside Alexa at home and across Walt Disney World Resort hotel rooms. Hey Disney is expected to arrive in 2022 and will let fans and guests interact with some of their most beloved Disney characters simply by saying Hey Disney on supported Echo devices at home and at Disney Resort hotels. Pricing is to be announced, and Hey Disney will be available for purchase in the U.S. in the Alexa Skills Store for use on all supported Echo devices. We're bringing the worlds of Disney directly to Echo devices with Hey Disney, said Dave Limp, Senior Vice President of Amazon Devices and Services. By combining the strength of Alexa's technology with Disney's unmatched storytelling expertise, we're creating the next generation of immersive experiences to make guest vacations more memorable and giving our customers a way to make their homes a bit more magical, too. Our focus is to bring Disney storytelling to our guests wherever they are, said Josh Damaro, Chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products. Through Alexa technology, Hey Disney will unlock new ways for guests to engage with our iconic characters and stories both at home as well as in our Walt Disney World Resort hotels. Hey Disney and Alexa will be available in Walt Disney World Resort hotel rooms as part of an upcoming integration using Amazon's Alexa for hospitality service. Hey Disney and Alexa will work side by side to simplify your stay by answering questions, fulfilling special requests, and more. You can ask Hey Disney for more blankets and towels, the fastest way to get to the park in the morning, and where to get your favorite food. With Alexa, you can hear the news, ask for sports scores, play me, we know what you can do with Alexa. The Hey Disney voice assistant was developed from the ground up by Disney featuring original character voice recordings and audio with over 1,000 magical interactions to discover, as well as a brand new character created as a guide. The Disney Magical Companion, that's the new character, the Disney Magical Companion. Hey Disney will mark the first time an Alexa Custom Assistant will be available on Echo devices. Alexa Custom Assistant is a comprehensive solution that makes it easy for Disney to create their own custom voice assistant tailored to Disney's personality and customer needs built on Alexa technology. Okay, Amazon, we get it. You like your Alexa. Uh, <laughs> no re- do, you use, do you use one of these at home? Are you no. an Alexa guy? No. I'm not either. My parents use it, but like, I mean... I don't see the need because I don't really have any like smart lights or anything like that. I don't either. And I mean, I don't need to turn on my TV. Like, no, I mean, I liked when I had the Xbox one where I could like, you know, the original with the connect before they just like gave up on uh-huh. that. And you could just say like Xbox on and like your TV and everything would come on. That was cool. But sure. 
I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's not really a thing that I that I need. But hey, Disney sounds cool. Sure it does. No resort news or water park news. In Disney Spring news, boat service is returning to the springs this year. The Sassagoula River Cruise has reopened on October 1st, resuming boat service to Disney Springs from the resort area hotels. Uh, it operates from 10 a.m. to 11.30 p.m. from Old Key West and Saratoga Springs, dropping off at the Marketplace Boat Dock. Port Orleans will also have boat service after it reopens in late October 2021. All right, Magic Kingdom news. Ready for this? Yep. Vintage attraction posters have gone up in the Magic Kingdom for the 50th anniversary. Did you see them? I saw some pictures, yeah. The main entrance tunnels of the Magic Kingdom have been updated with vintage attraction posters, like the Swiss Family Treehouse, the Monorail, the, you know, the uh, Main Street USA, uh, the People Mover, which is which is marked as the Wedway People Mover. I love it. I love these, like, old school Me too. Um, posters. In addition to the opening posters, two brand new posters have been added to represent the new fireworks show Disney Enchantment and the world's most magical celebration. Okay, have you actually watched Disney Enchantment yet? I didn't. Neither have I. I'm not hearing good things, Peter Mandel. I, okay, I, people are always, you know, weird about change. Yes, but this seems a little more venomous. Okay. Like I'm always amazed at how into these shows people get. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, you know, like it's almost like they feel protective of the one that they, like, I, I mean, you know, let's see where people stand on this in three months. There was this, there was this thing that was going around. It was like a, it looked like a, um, like a note from Disney, like that they would put out on social media being like, we hear you that you don't like enchantments. We're bringing happily ever after back starting immediately while we revamp enchantment. And folks, that's fake. Like as far as I know and have heard, that is a hundred percent fake. Don't fall for of that. Of course it is. Disney is not in the practice of of like like yes, they they listen to guests, but they're not going to kowtow to guest outrage about things like that because you're bringing bringing noodles back when we probably haven't even bought our first bag of rice to replace it with. Right, is vastly different than changing back to an entirely different show structure. Right. And so but here's the problem now. If Disney had actually done that, if they had been like, "Oh wow, after one night people are really not liking Disney Enchantment, we better take it down and fix it." That sets a dangerous precedent. Of course. It's the Snyder cut thing. Not not to get on my high horse about that again, but you know, you demand and demand and demand the Snyder Cut, and Warner Brothers goes, okay, here's the Snyder Cut. Now these nerds think that they can demand and demand and demand anything they want and get it. Yeah, but that's not how it works. Snyder Cut was just used to sell subscriptions for Max. Of course Max. it was, but to them, they think they won. If you think HBO in any way, shape, or form cares that people are going to demand stuff, they don't care. I know this. You know this. People don't know this. Well, I'm just saying, they're going to find out when they don't get it. Yes. Uh, a piano player has returned to Casey's Corner. Nice. Yeah, I, I, that's been sorely missed by me, because I like to go to Casey's Corner. I like to sit there, and, and, and the music has been definitely missed. I to will me- say, I, I almost never go to Casey's Corner, but I do enjoy seeing it walking by. Yeah. So To mark the occasion, Randy Morris took to the piano. He is a musician who performed in that very spot 50 years ago to the day as a 19-year-old. And large crowds gathered to hear him. He was only there at Magic Kingdom for the day, but Casey's will continue to have a musician as part of daily operations going forward. All right, Epcot news. We got a lot here to, uh, today. You ready? Yep. Digital tip boards have come to Epcot. 
following oh. on from the other three Walt Disney World theme parks. Epcot so now. high tech. I Epcot. know, right? Epcot's finally embracing technology. About time. <laughs> future world has gone away, but we've brought the future to Epcot. The future is now in the world. Uh, following on from the other three Walt Disney World theme parks, Epcot now has a number of digital tip boards located around the park. The temporary looking screens are in place at Walt, uh, World Showcase Plaza over near Coral Reef and Nemo between the United Kingdom Pavilion and International Gateway and near to Test Track. It would seem likely that these screens will be later replaced with more a more permanent installation with appropriately themed enclosures as we've seen at the other parks. Information displayed includes wait times, dining availability, and the status of the virtual queue for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Speaking of Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, World Showplace has now opened up to house the Remy's Ratatouille Adventure merch. I guess the um, the little kiosks in the France Pavilion were not doing it. Got um, it. Probably a big rush. I mean, dude, people have had no chill in the last week about merchandise. Like, none whatsoever. We'll, we'll get to it when we talk about um, the 50th, but, like, I get it. I get needing to open up this big, huge space to have merchandise in it. Sure. Located between Canada and the United Kingdom pavilions, the World Showplace is now home to a large Remy's Ratatouille Adventure retail store. You can find a full range of merch there, including pass holder exclusive items, t-shirts, ornaments, chef jackets, and much more. Although there is a small Remy's merchandise cart in the France pavilion, the location in World Showplace is much larger and carries a more extensive range of merchandise. World Showcase Entertainment has returned. This was a big surprise to everybody last week. Epcot welcomed back several World Showcase Entertainment acts on October 1st as the park continues to reopen from the pandemic shutdown. The returning acts included Matsuriza at the Japan Pavilion, those are the drummers, and Alberta Bound at the Canada Pavilion, and Sergio at the Italy Pavilion. Big you must news. have loved that. Yeah. Um, all three acts were halted in March 2020 as the impact of the pandemic began to be felt. Showtimes vary by day to day, so check the My Disney Experience app for the latest performances. I'm very excited about that. Nice. And I like how Disney just put them back. Like, they didn't announce that it was coming back. They just right. put them back. Well, goes a little bit with what I always tell you. Some things don't need to be sold. Correct. The Epcot guide maps have changed over. Uh, now that Future World is no more as of October 1st, the Epcot guide maps now show the new neighborhoods of Epcot as the park continues its redevelopment. In place of Future World, the new map shows the neighborhoods of World Celebration, World Discovery, and World Nature. World Showcase remains as before. By the way, I was on the monorail coming from Magic Kingdom to go to Epcot recently, and I got a you can you can perfectly see the construction site of you know the um, the World Celebration area. Okay, Pete, there's nothing done. Like this is not happening anytime soon. I believe that it's they've cleared the land. That's it. It's just it's just cleared land and like building demolition. Interestingly, the map continues to show the previously announced Play Pavilion in World Discovery, the former Wonders of Life Pavilion. Play received no mentions during a recent media update, so people were worried that it was not happening. But they do still have it in the Odyssey Center, too, like when they do the preview. Right. The Remy Ratatouille Adventure Virtual Queue filled up fast on day one, pretty much almost like immediately was gone. The virtual queue opened at 7 a.m. with all boarding group allocations taken within five seconds, Pete. It's wild. Very similar to what we saw previously with Rise of the Resistance. However, 
where things differed on day one is that Remy's Ratatouille Adventure did not sell out the 1 p.m. slots as of 2.40 p.m. Right. So I talked to Dave. He did not get in the seven. He got in the one. Now, I think he went the day after. Right. So what I'm thinking is they're probably splitting it like a true half. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? Whereas we had always suspected that Rise of the Resistance, that one o'clock doesn't really have very many slots. Right. Right. Though I've gotten um, it at one o'clock before. Sure. So listen, again, I, I, I'd be stunned if, you know, prior to being able to pay for it, because then they have to allot spots. But um, if, if there were people who couldn't get in virtual queue. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you on this. Um, I mean, obviously, the 7 a.m. one is always going to sell out super fast, I think, because everybody is in this like rise of the resistance mindset about it. But yep. I think people probably don't even realize that you can get into it at one. I don't know. But Rise of the Resistance still would go within seconds when the one o'clock came around. So, of course, yeah. You know, this is not as as crazy as Rise of the Resistance, but still pretty crazy. Epcot has also announced that Guardians of the Galaxy will open in 2022. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind will open in 2022 at Epcot, but in a specific time frame was not offered. Imagineer Zach Ridley said that Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind will debut in 2022. That's right. Our friends from Xandar will open the first Otherworld Showcase Pavilion at Epcot next year, inviting us on an intergalactic chase through space and time. The attraction will feature a new innovation from Walt Disney Imagineering, a storytelling coaster that rotates 360 degrees to focus guests on the action, including the first reverse launch on a Disney coaster. There you go. New. F- uh, I'm very excited for this. Somebody was like, oh, it's got to be going up soon. And I was like, no. Because, again, I was on the monorail recently, and you could see into there as well. And there's, again, nothing done on the outside. Like, the exterior I, When is... you just said, like, coming in 2022, I was going to say, on the last day of 2022. Yeah, like, I mean, like, New Year's Eve, here we are, opening yep. of... Yeah, I, I really... that This is why it's 18 months for the celebration, I think. Because it's like, okay, well, now we can get, like, you know, Guardians and Tron open in time to yep, be part of the right. 50th new flags have gone up at the epcot at the entrance to epcot the main entrance flags that surrounded spaceship earth have been updated as the park prepares for its relaunch into world neighborhoods the flag poles were installed earlier this year as part of the main entrance rework each flag represents the park's pavilions and now includes the epcot logo Epcot has officially dropped the future world name, obviously. So these are all referencing world, world nature, world celebration, world discussion, all that stuff. Hollywood Studios news. The Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser opening has been revealed. Disney has announced that it will begin taking reservations October 28th. DVC members, pass holders, and Disney Visa card members will have a special early booking opportunity in the coming weeks with details to be announced. The first voyage takes place March 1st, 2022. Also revealed was a first look at the bridge aboard the Star Cruiser. I hope they're all going to have fun. I will not be joining them. I'm going to try and get. I'm going to try and get in. No, you're not. Yeah, I think I am. No, you're not. I think so. You're lying. I'm not. You're going to pay that amount of money. We we we've like talked about this at length. How much it looks like it stinks. Listen, I agree. I don't think it looks great. And no, I would not bring my family of four to who wouldn't care that much about this. But I think uh, me and some of my friends were going to try and do it. Okay, that's more acceptable doing it with friends. Right. So. I mean, you know, so I'm only really paying for me, you know? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. All right, that's the news this week. 
a lot of news. There's a lot of news. All right, folks, we're going to take a brief commercial break here from the rest of the White Dragon Podcast Network and our sponsors, and we'll be back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. you got to pack everything up. you got to figure out where you're eating. you got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weiger autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weiger. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. 
humans, my name is Morty Monster, and I'm, uh, well, I'm a monster. I'm here as an exchange student from the monster world, where growing up I fell in love with the world of human pop culture. Unfortunately, not a lot of monsters share that passion, so I came here to experience all of these things that I love and to share that passion with all of you. I do this through my YouTube channel with regular video blogs. One of my favorite things to do is film while in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash MortyMonster. I'm on Instagram as MortyMonster and friends. I'm also on Twitter as MortyMonsterBFF. From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you. Morty Monster. Hey listeners, this is Mark Daniel, and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. Folks, there's been some big doings going on in Walt Disney World over the last week, that being the 50th anniversary celebration. Uh, yours truly was there alongside Morty Monster, and we got to uh, experience the magic of the world's most magical celebration. And what a celebration it was. Uh, not only that, but this was not the only first that I got to experience this week. Because while it is the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, it's also Halloween season now. And as such, I actually, for the first time ever, and I've lived here for six years, and it's the first time I've ever done it, got to go to Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. So... This week, for our e-ticket attraction of the week, I'm giving you guys a full report from Halloween Horror Nights and the Walt Disney World 50th Anniversary Celebration. And that is brought to you by our friends over at KingdomStrollers.com, who will get, rent you the crib or stroller of your dreams and deliver it right to your Disney resort. Now, Pete, obviously, I feel like our listeners are going to be far more interested in the 50th Anniversary Celebration. Which is funny, because ironically, I might be more interested in Halloween Horror Nights, just because I... I've never done it. Um, I'm almost, I probably never will do it. So I was kind of curious about it. But it was really. Um, I mean, it was interesting. It's so. Like I said, I've never done it. I've always wanted to, but I never have. I'm not a huge horror guy. I'm not either. I, and and I. But like, I went with my best friend, who is this huge horror fanatic. So she was like all into everything and loved everything, and I was just kind of like, all right, this is fun. This is okay. Like I was done within a few hours. Um, the, it, it, there's a look. The one, the main thing you gotta you gotta temper your expectations when you walk into this event because the lines are ridiculous. Like every house pretty oh, much sure. has like a, a long one wait. So, right. You know, why don't you ask me questions that you have about Halloween Horror Nights and and we'll we can kind of like spitball it is, from there. Is this a is this a like separate ticket event? Yes. So it and, and it's not like so they have to like transform the park. And they basically, okay. so basically, they close Universal. I think around five o'clock, and Halloween Horror Nights opens at six. But they got they're they're like trying to get everybody out. So we were literally waiting with you know our Halloween Horror Nights tickets outside the gates. We got there around five. We were waiting there until about six, 
so it's not like a, a Disney party where if you're in that park that day, you can stay. Right. It's not like huh. it's not like because because they have to like un, like start rolling out smoke machines and all these like set pieces. So right, they're a, getting that park totally empty. Yeah. Like whereas like not so scary, pretty much a lighting change and you've done it, you know. Right. Like they have to get the park completely empty and then they have to start rolling out all the changes. So uh, we waited out there for quite a long time. It was in the in the burning sun like it was it was a little ridiculous. But then there was a pretty cool like opening like like show. It, it was kind of like the anti Magic Kingdom opening show because it was very dark <laughs> and creepy. So okay. They have the the main character of Halloween Horror Nights, like the mascot of it, is this is this guy Jack, who is basically a ripoff of the Joker. It's like if the Joker met Pennywise from it, it would be okay. this, this clown. I mean, you probably you've seen him on all like the promotional stuff. I'm sure. He comes out and he does this huge like speech to open up Halloween Horror Nights, and it, it was pretty neat. You know, it's got like creepy music, and then you walk inside. I mean, like, look, this is not not so scary Halloween party. This is this is a terrifying experience. There's scare actors, there's scare zones, there's haunted houses. I mean, everything is meant to be disturbing, and like, I mean, body parts and blood and guts and like so much like ridiculous gore going on throughout this event. That being said, I saw people with children. Okay. Some kids like that stuff. Not just babies. Like, Well, babies probably don't know what's going on. I don't know. I feel like if I... I feel like if my... And yeah, you know what? Maybe you have a really cool like kid that loves horror. But like some of these kids looked absolutely petrified. And if I was... If I had gone to Halloween Horror Nights with my parents as a child, uh, I would still be talking about it in therapy to this day. I, I'm with you on that. I was, I'm the same kind of person. I probably would not have liked it at all. No. But I know just, you know, on a comic book store, there are plenty of families that like horror is their thing. And yeah. if you have a mom and dad who are super into these movies, they're going to try and get these kids into it also. Oh, yeah. My friend Sean, his, his son is, I think, like six or seven. And he's like totally into horror. So like that would be like great for them. But yeah, I, I couldn't believe a lot of people had, had their kids there. I mean, look, if your kid is that cool, then like more more power to you guys. That's that's pretty awesome. Um But yeah, the um gosh, how do I even like describe so like you we walked in, like there's fire and there's like this big Halloween horror night sign, and there's like there's scare actors on stilts and in cages and like all over the place. There's people with chainsaws, like the chainsaws are a big thing. Like there are right. chainsaw people the second you walk in, and and right. you know what, Fright Fest was a lot like that too. Uh, so the first thing we did was we went to which house did we do first? We just did one of like the ones that didn't have an IP attached to it. It was like a it was like a it was like an evil puppet show. Okay. So and here's the thing, and maybe this is just me, like being not very educated on this and some universe because there's Halloween Horror Nights super fans that are probably going to yell at me for saying this. I felt that all the haunted houses that did not have an IP attached to them were kind of the same thing. Okay. They were all kind of very similar. Uh, But the ones that had the IP attached were really cool. I did the Haunting of Hill House and I did uh, Beetlejuice because here's the other thing. The lines for these are so long. You're not going to get through a lot of them. We got through four. Like when five. you say lines are long, like what are we talking? How long was the wait time? Um, some were like eighty minutes, some were fifty-five. I, I really like the ones without the IP, like especially early in the night, you can walk onto those. 
but right. you know they don't have IP, so you know. Now, so you go through one of these haunted houses. There's scare actors in there, I'm sure. Yes. No one's touching you, of course. No, but someone almost did. Like accidentally? No, like like as we were the only thing that made me jump all night. Like I was pretty much a rock. Like I mean, right. It's hard to scare me unless you're like a bird. But uh, uh, we're walking out of one of the houses and somebody like one of the scare actors like put their hand like in front of my face. And like I jumped, but not because I was scared, but because I was like, please don't touch me. Right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no one's touching you a lot. So now because of COVID, a lot of the scare actors are behind plexiglass. Okay. So when you walk into an area and you see plexiglass, you're like, okay, something's going to do something here. And, yeah, that's kind of lame. <laughs> well, and the other problem is, yeah, it, it is kind of lame. The other problem is you are tight in with other people in a straight line going through a very enclosed space. And their scare actors are everywhere. So you hear the person, five people in front of you scream. And right. you're like, okay, buckle up. Something's about to happen. Right. So now I will tell you the one house that I loved and would do a million bazillion times ever for the rest of eternity beetlejuice i was just gonna say it's gotta be beetlejuice it was so good it was so so good like and because it wasn't it wasn't like scary it was just kind of like walking through that movie right that sounds fun like a lot of it was walking through like the 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 other world like offices kind of thing Mm -hmm. with the guy with the shrunken head and like you know like all that imagery there were some jump scares in it but a lot of it was, you know, just going through the movie. And course, How the- big are these these houses? I'll tell you what, like, I'm claustrophobic, and I was getting a little, like, antsy in them. Because, like, the hallways are not big. Right. And that adds to, like, the fear aspect of it a bit more. But thankfully, like, there aren't traffic jams. Like, you, you are continuously moving. And I think that's what made me able to, like, be able to deal with it a little bit more. Because if that, if, if that line ever stopped inside the house i would have been done right especially because of how close you are to other people in there uh and you know like um you didn't have to wear a mask in there universal recommends you wear them i still did because you know i'm paranoid but yeah we did that and then there was another one that was like these like it was like this 50s town that like was going to be all creepy so here's the thing with like the puppets and like the 50s town i was expecting a lot of different things i was expecting a lot of like story but there really wasn't they were kind of the same exact thing to one another um haunting of hill house was really cool i've never seen the show but yeah uh i enjoyed the house like it was very well themed okay now did you ride any rides is any of that yes okay so here's the thing the rides we're all pretty much walk-ons all night. Like, so if you want to go right, there, people are online for these houses. People are, yeah. If you don't like the haunted houses, but you still like Halloween and you think the scare zones are cool, but you just want to ride the rides, this is your night. We walked on the Men in Black. Um, uh, Gringotts was a walk-on. Um, yeah, is the Potter stuff done up? Like, uh... no, no. Uh, she had a hissy fit about that a couple years ago, and so they don't. It's open, but they don't touch it with Halloween stuff. Okay. So uh, we we ate at the terrible uh, Harry Potter restaurant on, in Diagon Alley, the Leaky Cauldron, right. which I'm like, why am I eating here? Like, I mean, I mean, I know why I'm eating here because green eggs and ham is in the other park. But I had the banger sandwich and, you know, it's fine. But like, it's so salty and like, bleh. Um, 
I mean, I like anything where you could put malt vinegar on it, but right. still, I was, I was, I was unenthused. Uh, gosh, what else? So the scare zones, you can avoid them if you want. Uh, some of them even have like a story to them. It was pretty neat. One was like an alien invasion where like humanity was like enslaved. So like you're walking through and there's like these like alien guys who like have these like the cattle prods and stuff and like all the signage and it was pretty neat. Um, and what's a scare zone? It's just an area that you can walk through. It's an outdoor area. You walk through it and scare actors will jump out and try to scare you. Okay. Uh, there was food like themed food and drink everywhere. And when I say drink, I mean alcoholic beverages, which I still to this day is like, that seems like a bad idea. Because <laughs> California, they don't they they stopped selling alcohol a couple years ago at Halloween Horror Nights because scare actors were getting punched. That's pretty funny. But in Florida, they like people were drunk, dude. Like they were drunk at this thing. Um The Simpsons ride was not open, but the Simpsons area was like for food and and drinks and stuff like that. I'm trying to think. We did Transformers was open. I think Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy was Jimmy Fallon open? It might have been. I don't, I don't even. I I don't pay any attention to that ride. So, you know, it's it doesn't exist to me. They don't do the Bill and Ted show anymore, which I was disappointed about because that was one okay. of the things that I had always really wanted to see. And instead, they do like some kind of like dance show that I didn't go see. So all in all. I will give you this little review of Halloween Horror Nights. It was fun. I'm not sure I ever need to do it again. There you go. Yeah, if I, I, if, like I that. if I may if I may borrow your your catchphrase, uh, I don't know if I don't know if it's a thing that needs to happen again. Yeah, uh, no, a lot of times things are just one time. You know, here, you thought it was fine. Well, but, here's you the know. here's the thing. If somebody if somebody like my girlfriend or my best friend was like. Like, hey, do you want to go to Halloween Horror Nights? And I, and I, you know, it was within my budget. I would, I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll go. Like, I'd go again if asked, and like if I was going for someone else. But I will never be like, oh, gotta go to Halloween Horror Nights again this year, unless right, there's right. a house that like I'm like, okay, I really want to see that. Well, they do change the houses up frequently. They do every year. They're different. Yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of my take on it. It was okay. I mean, like, it felt like Fright Fest with a budget. Like, in Six Flags Great Adventure right. in Jersey, they do Fright yeah. Fest every Halloween. And I've gone to that a million times. This was just kind of Fright Fest with a budget. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I know people are probably like, how dare you? But, like, it wasn't really my thing. I, I appreciated it for what it was. I did enjoy it. But, yeah, it's not a thing that... uh that I'm going to be seeking out in the future to be like, ah, I have to do this. So there you go. All right. Well then let's move on to the uh, real main event. Yes. Let's move on to the Walt Disney world. Uh, by the way. And if somebody was ever like, Hey Kev, I have a ticket here to Halloween horror nights for free. And I have a ticket for not so scary for free, but you can only take one. I'm taking the not so scary ticket every single time. Well, yeah. Cause that would mean not so scary's back. Yes. Uh, however, if somebody was like, hey, Kev, I have a Halloween Horror Nights ticket here and a Boobash ticket here, I would probably take the Halloween Horror Nights ticket. Or the Boobash and sell it on the market because uh, I can't believe what they charge for right. Boobash. Uh, that's what they're going to charge for. Not so scary when it comes back. Probably more. I know it. Okay, so the 50th. So you know going into this, I had a plan. And you were kind of my, my guy in the chair, uh, my Ned Leeds, if you will. Um, 
throughout throughout this adventure. I was checking in with you periodically. So you you were part of this adventure. Right. I feel like I half lived it. Yeah. So I could not get a Magic Kingdom ticket. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to get the Magic Kingdom. And I'm still going to try. So I got to Hollywood. Now, I woke up to all my friends sending me pictures of like 530 in the morning at Magic Kingdom where it is just wall to wall people like the like like so much so that it gave me like extreme anxiety. And for the for a moment, I was like, you know what? I think I'm not going to go today. Like, I almost gave up on it. And then I get that. And then my girlfriend was like, if you don't go, you're going to regret not going. So just go. And if it's bad, like if it's too crazy, then leave. And I was like, I don't think you would have regretted it. (laughs) No, I would have. I would have regretted not being there because it was something it's it's been it's been a goal of mine for 25 years to, to get to that, to get to there on that day. So and then like she sends me uh my girlfriend sent me a video of the Emporium. She wasn't there, but she like, you know, found the video on online on Facebook or whatnot. Pete, this video from inside the Emporium, it looked like the January 6th riot. Like it That's was wild. it was just wall-to-wall people pushing and shoving and screaming and I I was just like, "Why? Why? Why? Like what is in there that you need?" You know, it's funny as someone who really loves merchandise and I've really gone over it. Like, what are people trying to get? That's so impossible. That, no, like but the thing is, it's not impossible, Pete. They'll have it tomorrow. Right. It's not like they were selling like, this special spirit Jersey that said October 1st. I was there. Come get it. Like, or well, this it's funny. I asked Dave that I'm like, Hey Dave, do they have, because like I was there when new fantasy land opens. I was there for uh, Epcot. 30th i believe and they had shirts for those days i'm like dave is there a good day of shirt and he's like nope yeah there was there was nothing because they knew that was going to happen and it would have been worse if there was something that was only there that day but i mean people are people were crazy people were crazy and jammed into there so i get to hollywood around noon or like 12 30 i think Okay. Now, all I need to do is check into Hollywood and then leave because that's once you do that, you can park hop at 2 p.m. So I get into Hollywood Studios. I check in. I'm about to turn around and walk back out. And then I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm feeling a little like hungry. I need something sweet. So I do not go to get the carrot cake cookie, which is what I should have done. But uh, instead, I got uh, goofy gummies. Okay. I got the goofy gummies from the, the from one of the stores. I was looking for a Rice Krispie treat. But they didn't have any in the store that I went into. So I got the Goofy Gummies and a Diet Coke, walked out, left the park. This is when I called you in the parking lot. And I was like, okay, phase one is phase one of the plan is complete. Is that when I could hear you or not hear you? That was when you could not hear me because I was okay. I was walking through the parking lot and it was windy. Got it. Next comes the second stage of my plan, which was go to Disney Springs. So I went to Disney Springs because I was like, you know what? I would like to wear a 50th anniversary T-shirt for this, but I'm not going anywhere near the Emporium. And they don't sell it outside the Emporium or Disney Springs yet. So, Which, again, by the way, another big mistake, I think. That'll change. Yeah, hopefully. But I went to World of Disney at Disney Springs, and I got in and out in, like, minutes. Ten minutes I was in and out of there. And now... There was a super long line at the register, but I, as I told you, I tried something new 
that I wanted to kind of go over for our listeners here. I did the mobile checkout. Nice. Now, this is a game changer, and I was really happy with it. It went so smooth. So I got in there. I got a basket, like one of those like plastic baskets that you get. Yep. And I put, I got a t-shirt. I got a sweatshirt for Morty. And I scanned the barcodes into my phone, into the app. So you go into the My Disney Experience app, and it has a thing for mobile checkout. You say what store you're at. I scanned it. It gave me the prices. I checked out on the app. Then you bring your basket. It gives you a QR code on your phone. You bring your basket over to the exit where you have a cast member who then scans your QR code. Um, and then you're emailed a receipt. You could take a bag. They have all the bags laid out there. You take the bag. Nice. You put your stuff in the bag. You're out the door. Hmm. I like that. I was very, very excited about this. So now I get to Magic Kingdom. It's about... It's about one forty-five at this point. I've called you again to be like Pete, phase two completed. And this so, is when I could hear you. This is when you could hear me. We were talking the whole way over. And so I was like, oh, Pete, I'm about to turn on to World Drive. Let's see how crazy this uh, this traffic is. And I turn on to World Drive. And it's funny because like when we have conversations like this, like on the phone and stuff, we're basically doing the show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like I turn on to World Drive and I'm like, oh, here we go. And oh, uh, oh OK, there's nobody here. Nobody. No cars. So I drive through the toll booth. I, um, you know, I scan. They're like, all right, great. Go go park. So I park. I park in the Heroes lot. I'm in Sim- I'm in Simba. Now, uh, what time was this? This was around 1.50. Like around, right before um, 2 o'clock. Right, right before 2 o'clock. Now, so, I had heard that they had sent out an alert that they weren't going to have park hopping to Magic Kingdom we're like getting around there. lunchtime. We're, nope, nope, no, they didn't. That came, We're going to get, we'll get, we'll get there. Okay. So we get, I even checked all the news sites on the way over to make sure that like park hopping wasn't closed down. Right. So I get there. I get out. I walk over. Um, I take the boat over. And I even said to you on this thing, I'm like, you know what? I feel like this is going to be like, I'm timing this right because by the time I get over there, it's going to be two o'clock. So I get there around 210, get off the boat. I go up. I scan my band. I put my finger on the thing, and it turns green, and I'm in. And now I'm in. I got my complimentary map. I walk onto Main Street, and there are people, people everywhere. I mean everywhere. Right. Like a crazy bonanza. So I'm like, all right, if this is going to be the whole park, this is not going to last very long. So I get down Main Street. I see this crazy huge line to get into the Emporium. I get down Main Street, I look at the castle, I film some stuff with Morty, and then I'm like, all right, so for the Morty video, I had this idea that we were going to go to all the opening day attractions that are still there. Okay, I like that. Yeah. So, not go on the mall, because I'm not going to do the Tomorrowland Speedway, and I'm not going to sit through Tiki Birds. Um, with my luck, with my luck with birds, one of the Tiki Birds would fall off its perch and, like, bang <laughs> me on the head. Uh so I go in, and, and now around 4 o'clock, we get an alert that says park hopping no more. Okay. We've reached capacity. So they estimated around 40,000 people were in the park that day. And um, so I don't know what Disney's capacity is for Magic Kingdom, but I, I, I 
I assumed they had like upped it back up to 100%, even though they, they kind of haven't really like given us updates on what the percentage is. Uh, from the they... pictures I saw, it looked like it. Yeah. So, But now here's the thing. Once I got off Main Street, very, very manageable day. Okay. Everybody was on Main Street because they're either in the Emporium or as I'm walking through at like 2.15, there are people already sitting down for the fireworks. Like the hub, the hub was just full of people that were already sitting down scoping out their firework location. I don't get why. <laughs> like you just why? you've just wasted your entire day. I don't, yeah, I don't get it. But I mean, I do. I understand the love of of all things Disney. But wow. But like, there's a whole park to enjoy, and you're gonna sit there for for nine hours. Yep. Oh, I was I was just like I got it made my head hurt. And you know there have been people. There were probably people that got there at like five thirty in the morning and were like, "Okay, here's my spot." Yep. So wait times for rides super manageable. Walked right on. What did I walk right on to? Um, I walked right on to Small World. Peter Pan was thirty minutes. Py- um, Haunted Mansion was thirty minutes. Everything else like fifteen. I think Jungle Cruise was thirty. But nobody was going on rides, dude. It was like it was like it was like Dapper Day on steroids. That's crazy. Dapper Day. Dapper Day. Everyone is 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 floods into the park. They're dressed stupidly because you know me. I hate Dapper Day. <laughs> uh, and they all stay on Main Street because they're just taking pictures. And that's right. what was happening. Everybody was all that crowd was just focused in on Main Street and the hub. And the rest of the park was, for the most part, very clear. I walked by Space Mountain at like four o'clock and it was 15 minutes. That's crazy. You don't get that on a normal day. Yep. It, it was insane. It was insane how, how low the crowds were. So I got a commemorative map, which was awesome. And I got a um, poster as I left. They give oh, that's you, pretty cool. Yeah, they give you a poster that has the date on See, now that has the date on it. Right. That's the thing to bowl people over for. But that was, and that was free. And you were given it just for showing up. Uh, the one thing about the map, though, I wish I had gotten a second map. Because um, I, I, had, I had the idea later. I was like, oh, I should have like this in a frame with like, the closed map and then the open map, but I only have one map. Right. I'm sure you could buy one on eBay. Like, I don't want to spend. Be? I don't want to buy one on eBay. I don't know. I don't know. I'll see if any of my friends have an extra one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the um, all in all, very manageable day. Uh, now I left before the fireworks. I was not staying for that. And when I left, I sent you the pictures and I posted them in our Facebook group. It was the most insane, crazy mob line I've ever seen in my life. And I was shocked that they didn't open up. You know that like little side entrance that you can use to get that you use yep. to get into the not so scary? I figured I'm like, okay, if if Main Street is this packed, they're gonna open that side entrance for us to leave through if you're if you're trying to leave the park. No. You had to walk down the sidewalk on Main Street. Were they at least kind of clearing the way a little bit? I, as much as they could, it was just there were some people. Do there was no there like they had as much control as they could possibly have. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. So I left, and so I looked back at that crowd, and I was just like, "Nope." I mean, and dude, it was maybe 
five six o'clock at this point these people were going to be in this in this spot for the next three hours at least shoulder to shoulder with people like that insane i couldn't do it i could never do that i don't think i could either and you know what and this is why i feel like my my potential as a disney like video blogger or podcaster is limited because I see things like that and I see all of my friends who are like Disney influencers doing it. And I'm like, I can't do that. I would be, I'd be miserable. I'd have a panic attack. It would just, it wouldn't be good. Can't do it. I agree. (sighs) Um, I'm trying to remember what I had. If I ate anything, I don't think I did. No, I didn't because then I went to Disney Springs and had dinner. Okay. Yeah, I went to Disney Springs. Um, I got Blaze Pizza and I and I and I saw and hated Venom. Oh, so I thought Venom was great. All right, we'll we'll talk about this in a second. But um, anything left for the um, for the fiftieth that you want to know about? No, not really it. I mean, it seems like it was mostly about being there as opposed yes. to like something happening. Yes, that and that was really it. The energy was incredible there. Like. At Country Bear Jamboree, like before they did the the show, they were like, "Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to you know Country Bear Jamboree, the only Frontierland attraction that uh, you know was here on day one." And I almost wanted to raise my hand and be like, uh, "Excuse me, the Frontierland Shooting Arcade still there? Maybe it's not considered an attraction." Mm, I don't know. But uh, you know, Jungle Cruise did a whole thing about it being fifty years old on that day, right. and it, it it was really cool. That's cool. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I'm glad I went. I don't, I have no regrets about the day, no regrets whatsoever. All right, wouldn't change a thing. Uh, and you know, the first episode of, of this three part Morty adventure is coming is already out. The second part is coming possibly today, if not today, then definitely tomorrow. While while I'm waiting at the airport, probably, uh, because I'm flying up to New Jersey tomorrow for Comic Con. All right, um. You liked Venom, Let There Be Carnage? How did you... Did you like the first one? No! Well, why did you see the second one? Because I knew that there was going to be a cool post, post-credit post scene, which we won't get into spoiling. But you could just, but you could just watch the, the morning of I the was movie. Curious. I was curious. And here's so here's the thing about the first Venom. I hated it, but I, I loved hating it. Like, it was, Listen, it was fun to make... Terrible. It was really fun to make fun of terrible movies but they're fun not every movie has to be an a-list billion dollar film i'm totally fine with making movies that aren't everyone has to be the greatest movie that's ever been made there are te- these movies are terrible they're really bad. Is a terrible movie but it's fun but like i was really looking forward and also i love carnage like as, as any child of the 90s i love the character of carnage well i thought they nailed carnage Carnage being a lovesick puppy dog the entire time? Uh, kind of happens in the comics. Carnage only cares about killing people. Uh, Carnage, in Maximum Carnage, he would throw Shriek off a building if he had to. Well, I mean, in this, he Carnage tries to kill her. So, I Well, mean, no, Car- the symbiote tries to kill her. Cletus right, Cassidy well, does fully. not. Right. And the whole uh, thing with like Cletus Cassidy and the symbiote, oh, they're not they're not symbiotic. Like, no, they're supposed they're like Cletus Cassidy and the symbiote are so symbiotic that they refer to themselves as I. 
again you're talking about a venom movie kevin like you're gonna try and pick holes in it the whole I'm thing's t- a hole these are just fun popcorn movies but i'm talking about this isn't some movie that like you know i, I thought they did an extreme listen if you want to have a gripe with their you know translation of carnage from the comics to the film it's why is he 14 feet tall in this movie i have no idea yes. but i don't mind that he looks spot on i can buy that the, if the symbiote can have spikes come out of it for 20 feet i can buy that he can grow like that yeah no, none of it bothered me as far as like accuracy his it, characterization it's, it's his characterization and motivations really bothered me well you need a motivation for you know, Venom's motivation is radically different in the book, too. You need a motivation in the movies. That's how it has to work. I I just didn't like this whole, like, I just wanted to be your friend, Eddie Brock. Like, no. Like, that's not well, He's also Cassidy. probably it's manipulating him. Yeah, I mean. What? He's also probably just manipulating him or saying things out of, like, you know, kind of I don't know. fear at that point. Also, if you... And by the way, we're going to get into... We're, we're getting into spoilers now. So, you know, just be aware if you don't want spoilers for this movie i if you're going to definitively kill off carnage why was this movie not called maximum carnage why did um, it why did it have that this stupid ridiculous let there be carnage name you know what i i agree with you but i still think there's a way to bring him back he got his head bitten off it doesn't matter all right um, because my whole thing was I'm like, okay, they're calling this "Let There Be Carnage" because they're going to do a sequel that will be Maximum Carnage, and I was like, okay, cool. But now, okay, so we know this Eddie Brock is ridiculous and silly and stupid, and like you said, there's a place for things like that. Um, and I and I would agree with you, but okay, major spoiler time. So if you don't want this movie spoiled for you, tune out now. Five, four, three two one he's in the mcu now he can't be a one-dimensional ridiculous goofy silly like like venom in the mcu sure again why can't he you really that's what venom really is now anyway there but there are no characters that are that poorly written in the mcu you make it sound like feige doesn't have a hand in these venom movies feige feige had a hand in that you could tell feige had a hand in that post-credit scene but like why do you say that why do you think he has a hand in that and not dude he had a hand in venom also like these movies are under the guidance of marvel this isn't uh hey sony's making it and we hope you like it dude these movies are exactly what marvel knows what these movies are i mean but go look at the go look at the opening that venom 2 had by the way that that's not an accident oh with the weird opening where like they dubbed woody harrelson's voice onto a teenager go look at the opening numbers oh yes can we talk about though the choice about dubbing Woody Harrelson's voice onto a teenager? Again, you're you're making it seem like you think this is like the Godfather. It isn't, dude. It, it this is a ninety minute, and I mean barely ninety minute popcorn movie. Well, and also you could tell that they took a machete to it. Every scene feels like there was a there was a scene between it that got cut out. And this is very much like Men in Black and Men in Black Two. You know, when Men in Black 2 came out, it's like, people are like, I hate this movie. I'm like, well, how can you hate it? It's just the same movie. Dude, this is literally just the same movie as the first one. Except they don't have the joy of Eddie 
discovering the symbiote and hearing him for the first time in his head and all the comedy that ensues as he's like oh my gosh what's happening it's really just the exact same movie i mean even down to kind of uh you know like uh like a female venom and like all the same bits and gags yeah they still just happen in this movie they had to do that again it's just and here's my thing. I like quality storytelling. I like quality movies. I know, but you went to go see Venom. Yeah, and Venom. Ev- but every Marvel movie I've ever seen from the MCU has been quality. Really? Just about. Really? Yeah. Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 saved, uh, Shang-Chi saved it for me. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it retrofitted the whole thing for it, you? It Come did. On, stop. It, it actually it doesn't did. Save it. You already knew where that was. That doesn't change that character at all. And it doesn't change the character in that the, the Killian character, who's the actual bad guy. The, the Having Shang-Chi's dad now be part of the Ten Rings doesn't change that movie at all. That movie's still garbage. The, mo- the movie's garbage, but it was still like the movie's garbage because things happened in it that I didn't like. It's not garbage because it was poorly written and ridiculous. No, it's poorly written. It's pretty ridiculous, dude. I I think that's a little... I don't think so. And there's a lot of people that love that movie. There's no one that loves Iron Man 3. I have met many people that fight me on Iron Man 3 because I always say it's the one that... I know, but you're friends with complete lunatics. That's just... That's not a real thing. Um... Iron Man 2, Dark World. Listen, I love First Avenger because I, I love seeing Captain America on screen, but let's not try and pretend that's a great movie. Dude, I, love, I mean, I love It's not like Avenger. Marvel... It's not like Marvel makes just gems. You really think that Thor The Dark World is worse than Venom? No, they're different types of movie. And it's like you won't you won't accept that. That Venom is made to be a different movie. But now this is this character. Look, and it's it, that's fine in its own little bubble. But now this character is interacting with with this established canon of the MCU, this established Spider-Man, this this established Spider-Man that everyone loves universally loves. They, they, they've got to really up the game with it. If he's going to be, if he's going to be in Spider-Man, no way home, then they've got to up the game. I think he's going to be, that's just my gut feeling right now. Um, I only say that because, it makes perfect sense that Venom coming out of this movie wants to be the hero and Spider-Man's being portrayed as like a murderer. Okay. So it's the only opportunity they have right now to kind of pull that off. To have them fight. Having said that, if Venom's in it, how much is Venom in it? Well, yeah, because this, this movie has everybody. This is such a huge movie. Like this movie's got to be three hours long. Right. Ah. I mean this 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 is like an Avengers level event this this Spider-Man movie. Right. All right. Well, that's all I got. I'm trying to think. Oh, what if has been really I've been enjoying what if. Yeah, what if fun. Yeah, I I like that. I feel like this like this Infinity Stone Ultron is um like I just wish James Spader had voice had they had gotten James Spader to voice him, but I really like this Ultron better than Age of Ultron. <laughs> Right. Well, listen, in any of these cartoons, they can just, you know, do whatever they want and make anything better. It's, right. You know. Yeah, I was never an, a fan of the Ultron with the mouth moving from the movie, but I understood that you couldn't have, like, the main yeah. villain of your major franchise movie, like, just being a blank face with lights. I'm not gonna lie. Ultron with lips is weird to me, but yeah. just from reading the comics forever. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else? 
No. All right. Well, then no, don't cut too much. And that's going to do it for Tim and the Masters Week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you guys next week with an all-new episode. Uh, I'm going to New York Comic Con this week, uh, but we're getting the show beforehand, and then I get back next Monday, so we should be good to go for either Tuesday or Thursday of next week. So stay tuned, folks, because there will be more Tim and the Mouse action coming at you next week. Uh, folks, if you love our buddy Peter Mantle, check him out at Rogue Comics over in Cranford, New Jersey. 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Or go to RogueComics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise, Adventures by Disney, any Disney resort throughout the known world, even Aulani out in Hawaii, check out our buddy Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney or Universal vacation for you at no additional cost. You can always reach out to him at DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net and let him know that Two Men in the Mouse sent you. Uh, folks, if you're renting a crib or stroller, check out KingdomStrollers.com, who will rent you the crib or stroller of your dreams and deliver it right to your Disney Resort. And for me, folks, check out the Morty Monster YouTube channel if you want an inside scoop on everything we talked about this week. For the 50th anniversary, we've got the Morty Monster Visits the 50th Anniversary Trilogy coming out and coming at you. Uh, coming up uh, all this week, so check that out at youtube.com slash mortymonster on instagram at mortymonster and friends tiktok at mortymonster and friends and facebook.com slash mortymonster all right that does it here pete any closing words i hope you have a good time at comic-con let me know how it is you're, you're definitely not going i don't think i'm gonna go all right please folks keep the magic alive every day of your lives we will see you next week on two men and the mouse so there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.